0: What are 12 positive things going into 2024, according to Ed Yardini? What's going on with Gen X and their ability to retire comfortably? How about home builders? And yes, I even have a word about coffee cups. Today's Tuesday, December 19th, and this is your daily financial news. First and foremost, folks, I hope you are enjoying as much as I am the new investor series. There is a brand new playlist on this channel called new investors. We recorded two of them yesterday. They were uploaded at five and seven o'clock first at five o'clock. You had a uh, who has built a real estate portfolio out of state. Uh, she has done this since 2020 and then second we had a lovely family. Sherry, uh, Dragana and Natalia was in the video for a few minutes. Uh, I do wanna highlight this second interview. Uh, There was a internet lag, video lag, buffering, whatever you wanna call it, um, between Sherry and I. I tried to work with it, uh, but frankly, the internet lag kept changing. It went from one second to three seconds to five seconds, and a couple of times during that interview, it probably felt like I was interrupting Sherry. I wasn't. The internet lag was getting the best of me. So I tried, uh, I did the best I could, but again, that was not intentional. It was simply technology letting us down once again. But that said, hopefully you enjoy the conversation with, uh, Sherry, Dragana, and Natalia. Again, they went out of state. It did not work out well. They had to sell at a loss and ultimately chose another market that they now live in. So a great conversation. I apologize for the internet lag. I wasn't being rude. Technology got me, so I did what I could. Next up, let's talk about some positive things. Ed Yardini put out a list of 12 positives. I'm gonna go through all 12 and I want you, do me a favor. I want you to listen to each one and simply say whether you agree or disagree. At the end of the 12, do me a favor in the comments below and say, hey, I agree with nine out of 12. I agree with three out of 12. Uh, When I get to the end of this, I'll even do that for you right here. But again, according to Ed Yardini, here are the 12 things that are positive heading into 2024. One, interest rates are back to normal, right? We are at the terminal rate. I think everybody agrees that five and a quarter to five and a half. This is normal. We are not at zero interest rates and we aren't going to, you know, 10% or something like that. That is number one. Number two, consumers have purchasing power. I know a lot of people like to talk about credit cards. I know a lot of people like to talk about this. But when you really look at the consumers, a lot of them have more discretionary income because their debt is fixed. We have talked several times over the last year about the variable rate debt being very small historically and that with fixed rate expenses, we actually have more disposable income. Number three, households are wealthy. Now again, we know by this channel that owning assets is the key to wealth. We also know that inflation can make you rich, especially when your debt is fixed. So we have record amounts of equity. We have record amounts of uh, net worth, lots of things going on. Again, it's not everyone. I'm not saying it's everyone. In fact, this isn't even my list. I'm simply sharing with you the 12 positives that Ed Yardini sees. Number four. Demand for labor is strong. We have seen noticeable uptick in the participation rate. We have seen uh, job openings. We've seen lots of things. The job market is strong. Number five, onshoring boom is boosting capital spending. We have heard about it for a long time, companies re- bringing uh, manufacturing, quote unquote "home. It now appears that there's actually capital expenditures and frankly, uh, what was it build back better or I don't know inflation reduction act or whatever it was. There's even trillions of dollars in money yet to be spent that is approved by the government. So again, it doesn't feel like onshoring has more legs. Number six, housing is set for recovery. Now I'm not really sure what Ed means there. I don't know if he's, I hope he's not talking price because again, I'm hoping price is flat. Maybe he's talking about transactions. I'm not sure. Again, his, his list, not mine. But housing is set for recovery. Has to be interest rate based, I would imagine. Number seven, corporate cash flow is at a record high. Interesting. Number eight, inflation turned out to be transitory maybe longer than we expected, longer than we thought. But again, inflation does appear to be coming down. Number nine, high tech is boosting productivity. This is something inside the labor numbers that we get once a month that a lot of people miss. Right, we talk about wages, we talk about real versus nominal, we talk about the unemployment rate, we may talk about the participation rate, but inside that report is also productivity. The American worker has become more productive. And again, if you're more productive, you can increase wages, but you don't have to have as many folks. So it's a net positive to the business. Uh, Number 10, leading indicators are mostly misleading. I thought that was kind of funny. Number 11, rest of world challenges to remain rather contained. Uh, That is wishful thinking that I think all of us would hope happens. And finally, number 12, the roaring 20s to broaden out in the market. I think he is referring to the stock market moving from the Magnificent Seven to the Russell 2000 or SP 500, whatever that happens to be. So again, that is Ed Yardini's 12. Let me know how many you agree with. Is it eight of 12? Is it zero of 12? Let me know what you think. I, oh, I don't know. I'm probably around seven or eight out of 12. I'm not sure I agree with all of them. I think some of them are kind of tongue in cheek, but I don't know. Let me know what you think. Comments below. Home builders. Wow. Do we have more evidence that rates matter? Let's talk about housing starts. As a reminder, housing starts last month were 1.32. They were expected to go up very, very little to 1.36. Folks, barn burner up 1.56 million this is the second highest annualized number uh, in the last year, folks. It's November. November rates matter. And if you if you don't what don't remember what November happened, rates essentially did this. They started. They, they think they peaked like November second or November third. They came down. I think they bottomed out in November around seven and a half ish. Right. They started at eight slowly fell to seven and a half. We've obviously seen a monster drop in December. Rates matter, home builders are um, enjoying. The other thing that home builders like, home builder confidence has to be up. Why is that? Because if you go back and look at the last three, four, five months, home builders have been doing rate buy downs. In fact, you've heard me, I bought a brand new home, my builder bought my rate all the way down to 4.99 30 year fix. I would not have bought the home at seven or seven and a half percent. But hey, builder, you want to kick in 20, 25 grand and buy my rate down? Go nuts. And we did that. Why do, why, do, uh, why do home builders like lower rates? They don't have to buy it down as much. So you are probably going to see home builder sales up and you are going to see margins up. So here we go, folks. Hey, uh, Ohio real estate man, thank you very much. Uh, oh, what did it say? I'll check it out later. Uh, can I see what it said? I think, you, I think you were saying the crash bros are talking about inventory coming as rates drop. I think that's what I saw there. Um, not happening. The only way we get mass inventory, in my opinion, around rates is if rates fall to 5%. Now, of course, there will be some people that sell. Fine. We are talking about the margins. I would like to ask you, given what you and I have been through the last five years, and in certainly in the last years, what have we heard real estate after real estate agent tell us? More as rates went up, demand pulled back. As rates come down, the marginal demand is flying off the shelf. I get, I get calls or notes almost daily especially at price points below the median listings that were stale, 30, 40 days, looking at price drops, suddenly multiple offers, um, going, uh, going pending rates matter. And it's certainly a drop from eight to sub seven, six, six, I think is what I saw yesterday that matters, but it doesn't bring supply. If you are a home potential home seller and you're not selling at 8% mortgage, you're not selling at 6.6. It gets interesting around five. I think it becomes very interesting at four and a half. That is my opinion. Crash bros are just making stuff up because they've been wrong forever and they want to keep stealing a penny from you and your time. They have no idea what's going on. They're broke and they make money creating fear in my opinion. So home builders, home builders like lower rates. They have to buy down less, the margins go up, they build more. It is, uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty sweet to be a builder right now. How about Gen X? So if you don't know, I am not a boomer. So many of you out there have called me a boomer when you wanna talk me down or say something mean. I am not a boomer, kind of right in the middle of Gen X. Gen X, my generation estimates that we will need $1.1 million to retire comfortably. This is according to, uh, did I write it down? I did not write it down. I apologize. It was a CNBC article. I usually write down the survey. It was a survey. The reason this is important is Gen X, my generation, is the first generation that really leaned hard on the 401k. The baby boomers, a lot of them have pensions, at least have a portion of pensions. Gen X, mainly, mainly, mainly 401ks. We are now getting to the retirement age and looking at our balances and realizing that we are going to fall short. It is estimated that the Gen X will retire with a 401k balance of 661 grand or about 450k short. Folks, this is the nightmare, the nightmare that I had at 30 years old. I was 30 years old, I just got my ass kicked in the stock market, it was a freaking casino, it was all my fault, I take extreme ownership, I didn't do the work, all my stupidity, it's on me. I lost 80%. And I'm like, how is this gonna help me retire in 35 years? That is what brought me to Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That is what set me on a path to only get four rentals. That was my big vision, four. Why four? Because by my math, if I got four, they would be free and clear at 65, and I would have on top of my 401k something north of a million dollars in equity. That was my grand vision at 30 years old. Four rentals. I bring this up again because a lot of you, whether you're Gen Z, Millennials, Gen X, even Baby Boomers, getting one or two cash flow rentals that your tenants pay off the debt will allow you to have more options in retirement. If you decide to go past four and really get on the path to financial freedom, great, but you don't have to. The idea that you need 50, 100, 200 units is crazy. If you got four, life is better. Just think about all these Gen X folks who are gonna be 450K short. Will they work longer? Maybe. Will they get a part-time job in retirement or under the table? Maybe. Will they have to live with family? Maybe. But what if they had two, three, or four rentals that they could sell off, refi, do whatever they wanted with? That would certainly cover the gap. All right, how about the middle class? I was reading an article about the middle class wondering how the wealthy do it. And I do believe I got this one right. Yes, this is according to Book- Brookings Institute. Brookings Institute. Brookings Institute uh, surveyed Americans, they categorize them into five buckets, the bottom 20, the bottom 40, the bottom 60, the bottom 80, and of course, the top 20%. Everyone was wondering how the wealthy did it. And this is the best example I could think of. The bottom 80%, the bottom 80% earn their wages or income by selling hours. 93, 93, 93% of the income earned by the bottom 80% is wages. It's the highest taxed. It's the highest taxed. You're selling little bits of your life. 80, 93% of total income for the bottom 80% is selling an hour of your life at a time. If you go to the top 0.1%, Less than 25% of their income is from selling ours. Folks, said another way, assets. Getting wealthy is not complicated. You own assets long term. How do you do it? Well, you create disposable income, increase income, lower expenses or both, you get really, really good at something, you become elite, and you do it for a decade. It's not not hard. It's not complicated. It takes sacrifice. It takes focus. It takes consistency. In fact, remember our interview with Dr. Mike, uh, who has a PhD in health sciences or physical movement or something really complicated I know nothing about? He told us, that getting wealthy and getting six pack abs is essentially the same process, is essentially simple. You have to focus, you have to do the right things, and you have to do it over long durations. right? There we go. All right, how about coffee cups? What the heck? My team, shout out to my team, they know who they are. They did something wonderful for me. They went out and created two coffee cups, they did the do the work coffee cup with the uh little one rental at a time logo and then they actually took their drawing of me that is yep that is me wearing the hat and one rental at a time so i just wanted to thank them they did this as a surprise if you want to get these they're on my website time.com. but uh, i will be using these uh from now on so thank you thank you thank you and then finally we've got a congratulations patricia Congrats on your second deal. We are very proud of you at one rental at a time. Uh, Thank you for doing the work. Congratulations. Your card is already stamped and will be in the mail shortly. Folks, lastly, the virtual event, 99 bucks. I gotta be clear, not enough of you are signing up. I can't believe it. 20 hours of content, 20 millionaires, the ability to ask questions, the ability to get the recording. Let's be honest. Only a few of you are gonna sit down and watch 20 hours in a row. I wouldn't do that. But I know, I know with certainty that you are gonna to wanna to watch all of these folks. So 99 bucks will get you the recording. Also, it'll give you options to sit in on the few that you wanna attend. I'll put the link below. You gotta be signing up. We, it is limited space. Uh, I only could get so many folks in there given my uh, license with Zoom. So sign up now, 99 bucks. And again, as I mentioned earlier in the week, if you are going in person, either general admission or VIP, I will do what I do and give it to everyone who is already going. So a little bonus that you did not expect looking to exceed expectations again. So Patricia, thank you very much. And I want to thank my team Uh, for getting me my new coffee cups. They know that I love coffee in the morning, so shout out to them. Guys, have a great day. Take care. Bye-bye.